Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your host, Dwight, at 517-2214, joined again, as I am every week, by the young prodigy, the brains of the operation, the breakfast food slander. I got to say that one more time before I give it up, because I'm still salty about it. Young SJ at SJ Basketball. Hey, how are you feeling on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? Oh, I am doing okay. Just got a lot of, you know, assignments I got to get through, but that's just how it goes towards the end of the semester. But I'm going, I'm, you know, doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I am a, uh, man in his late 30s living like I'm a college student my sleep schedule has not adjusted at all so I'm staying up half the night sleeping during the day uh on days I don't have to work and uh I gotta tighten it up because yeah man I actually have to tomorrow morning I have to be up at 6 30 bright and early actually 6 15 and I gotta get my sleep schedule together this is uh I'm too old for this this is bad but Outside of that, everything is great. I have no complaints. One week on the new job, and I love it. Um, yeah, man. Sun's about to start soccer again. Pretty excited. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, this episode is going to be kind of hard to do. We're going to get into, like, our, I guess, all defensive teams. And then it's going to be kind of hard to get into, like, what the Mavs did uh, because we basically just blew out two very bad teams. And it wasn't even just two very bad teams. It was two very bad teams that were missing the best players on already very bad teams, some of the best players. So, uh yeah, man, we, I, I guess to recap the Mavs two games, we played Detroit, we played Portland. That Detroit game was a little spicy. Um, I will yeah, say. Kate got the stamp. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I was a little conflicted. I'm not going to hold you. I love the Pistons and I love Kate. So after the game, it was, you know, I forget. I forget the guy's name. I know his first name is like Koo or that's the first two letters in his ad. He's like a big Pistons uh, reporter. I think he does, I think he either writes for the, he covers the Pistons for the Atlantic or he does the uh, Locked on Pistons pod. I'm not for sure, but he's a blue check guy. He was like, I don't want the Pistons deep offense to be how with Cade, how Mavs is with Luca, how he does everything. And that was a stupid ass I take, in my opinion. And I'm even saying that as someone that wants Luca to give up the ball a little more, but I, I think that's going to be important to get a star. But at the same time, when you're as good as he is with it, I don't know. And then there were some other people on our side, kind of like Cade's not close to what Luca was. He'll never be. And I'm like, I don't know. Cade's my guy. I love him. Obviously, I love Luca. I just didn't like that spiciness. And then some people I did see finally come to see. Cade's that guy, man. I'm happy he got your stamp. Cade's been that wasn't even a good game from him, from what I've been seeing here lately. No, that's the thing. It wasn't about his like 
his game. That's the thing. I know he's a baller. He has he's had better games than that. Way better games than that. Yeah. That that was what the stamp was about. It was how um granted and like I said, he has done this before too. I've seen him in the clutch, you know, go toe to toe with guys like Tatum. You know, I've seen him with KD. You know, he's yeah. done it. But you know, Luca's my guy. This is my team, and seeing how. I made a tweet about it too, and I didn't delete it. I didn't care, and I didn't. No one did it anyway, but I didn't care. People came back to dunk on it because um, I know I made a tweet saying that oh um, yeah, Luca's hunting. You know, Cade, welcome to the league. You know, Rook, because Luca hunt. You know, searched him out for a switch, got the switch, and um, I think he like backed him down and took like a media. It was a tough shot, but yeah. took a you know midi over him and it went in and. When I watched the highlight, you know, shout out to Panda, by the way, um, Panda Hank, you guys should, you guys should all be watching his um, highlights on YouTube. And again, as I do after every game, and I saw that Luca said something to him, and even the um, the broadcasters said it to point it out that Luca said something to him, and then Kay just went. <laughs> Kay went crazy with the defense. <laughs> you could make an argument. People have made the argument that, you know, Luca wasn't taking it too seriously. And yeah, I mean, you could argue that. I'm not going to argue that. I'm I'm just going to argue what I saw. Um, and what I saw was Cade taking the onus of guarding Luca and pretty much doing a good job. <laughs> he did a great job after that. And I like that fire out of a rookie. And it's a guy it's not like Cade you know Cade admires Luca you know Cade says he um watches a lot of Luca he has a lot he you know incorporates a lot of Luca's you know game into his own game so it's out of respect at the end of the day so it was great to see it was great to see so he got the stamp <laughs> off yeah, that. So, yeah, he, yeah um, the rookie think... race is tough man it's it's like when I watch Cade and then I watch Scotty and then you know, Mobley, it's just crazy. But Cade, he's, he's, you know, they say the cream rises to the crop. And as much as we say this is a deep rookie class, you can see who's at the top of the top. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, I think, uh, you know, I wanted to give Cade my rookie of the year. It's just, mm-hmm. it's this body of work, this length of time. It's the only reason, but I think, in my opinion, I think he's the best rookie, like, right now. I think he's the best player of the dudes in the rookie class, but those other dudes. I think so too. I, I I could say so. Um, I, I he guarded Lucas four straight times, turned him over twice, and like mm-hmm. didn't give up a bucket. Like mm-hmm. some of the best defenders in the league ain't really did that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, he won't. It. He's a rookie, and like I don't know. This is me wish casting, but. Man, I think he's going to be able to shoot off the ball better than he is right now. He's still, he's decent at it right now. But like when I look at his release and form, it's like he's going to be better at that. Maybe even better than Lucas. Lucas still don't have that down. And he's he's a good athlete. Um, he still, I don't think he has the passing vision that Luca does. I don't know if any human being on earth that's ever walked to earth has it. But I used to hate like I think when we recorded these in the preseason, I was like, I don't, I don't really see it. You see it. You, I see why they compare. I see why they do. They just big playmakers. 
the way they make the pass to the corners is similar. I haven't seen uh, like some of the lob stuff except with Marvin Bagley. I really wish Marvin Bagley would have played that game because like nah, he's everyone that wanted him for the Mavs, like wanted us to trade for him. They were right. That shit been looking real Luca Dwight polish on the games he's played and he he got a little bit more in his bag than Dwight. That that I know they wouldn't have traded him to us just because of pull up uh, politics, but damn, that would have been a nice flyer to take. And I think that he's gonna I think he's gonna resign in Detroit. This is gonna look yeah. good. I'm happy to I'm happy I'm able to have Pistons corner without uh on this pod without like having to squeeze him in there for no good reason. Like I. Uh, I'm telling y'all, man, I think the Pistons got something going. Um, I don't think Sadiq Bey is as good as we make him out to be because I know he hit 50 and 30, like, within four or five days last week. But like clockwork, he'll put up that two for 12 or one for uh, 14 the very next week. He's, He's so inconsistent. I can't figure out why. Cause the jumper just don't be falling, but he be shooting them boys like you, like he an all star. So I don't know. What What do you think? What's your take on Sadiq Bay? I don't think I've ever got your opinion on it. So I really wanted him. He was my like one of my top picks in the draft when he was around our range, and then his stock kind of rose, like his stock kind of rose a bit, and then I didn't think he was gonna be available. I think. I thought if Portland had kept the pick, because I remember Portland had traded it to Houston um, a little before the draft, if my memory serves me correct. But I thought Portland was going to pick. Yeah, because they traded the pick um, to get Rocco. They traded that pick to get Rocco. That was a Rocco trade. Um, and I thought if they had kept the pick that um, basically um, that they would pick Sadiq Bey. And I thought he wouldn't have, you know, gotten to us I wanted Josh Green but then when I saw that Sadiq was available I wanted Sadiq and with seeing him he's 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 a good he's gonna stick around the league you know he's that kind of player I think right now he's in Detroit where he's playing a game that's probably not best suited for him and I mean as being like he's like pretty much like a second option over there and Sadiq Bey should never be anyone's second option. <laughs> you know, he should not be a second option. But if you're, you know, playing not to, like, win, they're a developmental team, you know, it's fine. Um, They're not going to win many games like that, like you said. But I feel like still these reps are probably good for him, and I hope his mindset um is malleable enough so that he can understand when he gets kind of – Cause I'm sure he's not gonna stick around Detroit long term. I doubt it. Like, like, can you see that? Like him sticking around Detroit, like long term, long term. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a situation where, okay, so you got Cade, right? And I'm gonna get into this dude later and stuff I was wrong about. But I think Killian Hayes is gonna be there. He's a player. He ain't. He shouldn't have been drafted seventh, eighth, wherever the hell he went. At was that but i think he gonna stick around long term and that's it man whoever they draft this year like they like they aren't in a position where even though sadiq bay shouldn't be like a second or third option like they kind of just got to keep them 
for te- just talent retention purposes because who else they gonna pay who else they got yeah, you're right you're right you're right but i hope i hope i hope they get luck in their draft where like they can draft someone that can because i mean i guess it starts even without looking at a draft i guess it all it probably starts with the draft but also whatever return they get for Jeremy Grant. We have to think about that, too, because he's not sticking around. No. Unless they extend him for some bizarre reason. And even if they do extend him, I think he's gone very early in that extension. Um, so it's either... So we have to see what the return is for that, what they're trying to do, um, and what his value is at that time. But I just think... Um, I just think if you can knock him down, like, and I don't want to say it like that, like knock him down, but I think if you can get him to a place where he's like a, he's contributing as a high level role player and that's okay because that's his role rather than a um, role player trying to be a second option kind of thing. I think it will be better for him because it it just opens up these players to unnecessarily unnecessary slander too like it's like Tobias Harris you know he's he got paid like a max player but it's like get your bag like never apologize for that by the end of the day he's really just a very high level role player that can give you like all-star-ish production but not quite it's kind of like a CJ McCollum to me he's in the same mold but he's worse that's the thing I can't even put him with CJ because CJ is like a 25 point per game score that's why i can't even put tobias in that group but that's the closest comparison i would say that i can think of side side note i don't want to derail your thought process but man we gotta i was thinking about this last night i don't know if everybody that isn't like a star is a role player that's what i'm saying i'm thinking thinking too binary that's my fault that's my fault cj mccollum literally like i can't call that man a role player i just can't that's my fault. I'm thinking too binary. No, 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 no. It's not just you. It's how I've thought as well. And I it's think just, that I don't I, know the category. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Come and, up with that. Yet. Especially as it comes to the Mavs. Like, now you can't tell me, like, Spencer Dinwiddie ain't a role player. I don't think Jalen okay, Brunson is a role, a role player. player. I, think he's a I role don't player. think he is. I, I don't think like, he's a role player. like, when I think a role player, I think a Maxi Kleber. You know what I'm saying? But you're thinking, I think role player can have a spectrum. It's like Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges is a role player. He's just a very, very high level one. That's how I think about um, like a Spencer Dinwiddie. Like he's just a very high level one. To me, you can have spectrums of role players. But I see where CJ McCollum is. You can't put him in the same mix. He's closer to like the all-stars than he is to the high exactly, level exactly like but he's just not quite there yet so it's like the cj mccullum's like i don't i don't even know if there's enough of them to even have their own category so we could just say cj's an outlier and just do that <laughs> the cj mccullum <laughs> category like yeah, the cj so mccallum the cj mccallum cj mccullum uh category okay chris middleton the chris but no to be chris Middleton's is an all-star though like he made an all-star but is he really better this year, no. This year, no. I'm talking about the bulk of his career. Has he just been lights out better than CJ? Oh no, 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 no! Not the bulk of his career. That's what I'm saying. His two All Star years, he did play like an All Star, and I feel like you can um. And I know you can make the case for CJ because his his so okay maybe maybe see maybe Chris Middleton okay I can see the Uh, and that's what I'm saying that's why I'm going like 
It's just like Kasija at the peak of his powers was like 25 or 50, 40. It's like, dog, that's CJ McCollum packed up a playoff team with self-created yeah, shots. He, he averages like he's average during a Western Conference playoff with like 25. And like, yeah, he had Dane, but then it was him passing out buckets. Then wasn't corner threes he was hitting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and I mean, Chris has Giannis, so you can't even say yes. That's what I'm saying. It's so, like, like, man, I. No, you're right. That's I, like I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail, derail you, but I've been thinking about that a lot lately. We have derailed the pod. We were talking about the Mavericks, and just because of the Detroit game, we ended up on CJ McCollum <laughs> category of players. <laughs> that's what we ended up talking about. So we got to um, rein it in and whatever. Okay, so. We got to. We got to. We really do. So we're talking about the Mavericks. Let's let's go back to the Mavericks. Back to the Mavericks. Back to the Mavericks. Back to, <laughs> back to okay, okay, okay. So Sadiq Bay. Hey, Sadiq Bay is uh his his in my opinion, his optimal. Like you said, his I don't think he will ever get like a max bag the way Tobias is, but I think that's like kind of the role he's in, but not on a max kind of like Tobias is making an absurd amount of money. Like he makes no, that money contract was not Porzingis. It, it I didn't realize how bad it was until like we were I was looking at Christoph Porzingis trades. And this is like he makes more money than him. And he's just he's very he's just a solid player. He's Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Barnes is making eighteen million. Yeah, like and the thing, Harrison Barnes is a better defender too. Yeah, I was about to say Harrison <laughs> Barnes might low key. I won't even say he's better than him because, but like he's comparable. He's very comparable, like very. If I remove contract, remove contract, throw contract out the window. If I needed one of those two to play thirty minutes on the Mavericks, give me Harrison. I'm thinking, all day, I, I was about to say I'm thinking Harrison Barnes too. Like real talk. Anyway. Back to the Pistons. The Pistons have hope. God, we got to do better with this stuff. Um, the Pistons have hope. I, I really, really enjoy the Pistons. I, y'all see me, you know, we talking about doing meetups on Twitter. Y'all see me pull up in a K jersey, mind your business, mind your <laughs> business. Um, I just really, I, this is the best I felt. This is the best I felt about these two teams, the Mavericks and the Pistons. I, like going back to like, I don't know, 05, like back when the Pistons were making East Conference Finals every year and the Mavericks were like a dirt injury away from making the Western Conference Finals, maybe making the finals. Like they haven't been good at the same time in a really long time. And I think obviously I'm making a, a leap here with the Pistons, but Cade's that guy, man. He really is. And if you got that, the other stuff, as long as you don't mess it up, man, you would at least be a decent team. Yeah. And, I mean, while we have already derailed the pot, I guess, live news, um, Joel Embiid has officially won the scoring title. So, um, you're not playing tonight? I assume Giannis isn't playing, and he was the only one that was like, close to oh, okay. I mean, not even close. Giannis wasn't even close. <laughs> I said it close. Giannis did like 80. Yeah, like, he did like seven points. <laughs> yeah. Luca can't score like a buck 50 and have a shot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's good news for that. But I mean, um, I mean, looking back, if we look back at like, I guess um, the Mavericks, 
season then since it was two blowouts and tonight's game I mean you think they're gonna win I I think they're gonna win too um right you think they're gonna win against yeah the Spurs? the Spurs ain't gonna play anybody tonight I the Spurs did you watch that game last night I didn't I, I was watched, in I watched, and out of it I was I, in and out but yeah it was, I watched the last six minutes and them dudes don't play normally and they was on the court with our third seed on the line. Like, mm. they had, it was a lot of Trey Jones, and he was folding. Um, they they just, they're not going to play anybody. Like, I can't see yeah. yeah, I doubt they will. So we should, and we're playing our guys. I, I think we should take care of business, um, especially, I hope, hopefully, Lucas sees my DM. I had to DM him to give him a little bit of encouragement because we know how he is when he feels like things are. And granted, I feel like he will be playing for the third seed too because at the same time, the Warriors game is at the same time. And I don't know. I know they're going to say that they're not watching it, but they're watching it. Somebody's watching it. Even if they're not watching it, somebody's watching it and telling them what's going on. I refuse to believe that's not happening. So, um, they're gonna know what's going on and if the if the spurs or if the warriors and pelicans game is close um they might you know play for the third seed i mean i just at this point they had control of the destiny and like i said it was hard to ask them to win out and by everybody i would say most people's calculations like obviously everyone wants them to win out by my calculations let me speak for myself but by my calculations I felt like they had one loss to give so it was either Washington or the Bucks um but you would just assume they'd beat Washington and maybe lose to the Bucks um and then from there on you went out um but we were supposed to get you know help at the same time from at least Utah like the worst schedule was brutal <laughs> like if Utah didn't not blow that lead we would have been fine today we just would have had to beat the Spurs and we would have been the you know three seed but the J go all goes back to the Jazz so I hope listen I hope if, if anyone's listening from the Mavericks by any chance remember that Utah Jazz messed you up if this doesn't work out for you so if you get that four or five matchup please beat their ass <laughs> please yeah I uh I predicted in the last 10 games for us to go seven and three and we're gonna go eight and two yeah and mm-hmm. we still didn't get to the three season with because of the jazz the utah jazz yeah it's like no matter how you shake it you know i didn't have them losing to washington and i did have them losing to milwaukee and i had them losing to cleveland and they didn't lose you know injury whatever but like they, in my opinion, like that third game of four nights, I, it shouldn't have been a blowout. But I get why they lost to the to the Wizards. I'm not mad about that. So, in my opinion, they did everything, relatively speaking, this last stretch to 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 keep the third seed. So I'm not mad. That's why I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I can't even like. Usually, I'm a person where I'm like. 
no, you have control of your own destiny. Yeah. You just need to win. I'm usually that rigid, but just give, but I can't walk back the fact that I did have them taking one more else. I can't yeah, even be mad at yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not I only did that, have that. I can't walk that back. Like, if you look at the last 10 games in the NBA, like the Mavs are tied for the second best record. Like, they did exactly. damn near everything they could do within reason to wrap this up. And I get to watch the game stunk, but. I'm not mad. I don't care. Four or five. I don't care. Line, line them up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At this point, good. I'm not. I don't care. I don't care. That's why I'm like, you know, it is what it is. We'll get the matchup. I don't know some people. I've been wavering recently. I've been thinking about Denver more. That's when I really thought we were going to get the three seed. And that would have been cool, too. But like I said, I'm sticking with the Jazz matchup because for all the reasons I've already listed, so I'm not going to get into them again. But I, I don't care. Give me whoever. Um, yeah. The only thing is, is the second round matchup. But I've decided that I'm going to just focus on the first, especially since it's so close. I'm just going to focus on the first round before I can think I, about the second I, round. I have a take that not a lot of people are going to agree with, but I don't think we some fucking guaranteed beating the, the Grizzlies, dog. I, I, my thing was like, okay, I want the Grizzlies because we had a good record. I don't think it's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. I've been saying like, oh, Mavs and six. That's just my prediction for it. Yeah. I don't think it's a guarantee, though. Grizzlies can be feisty. Like, they're a good yeah. team. Like, we're not. But I just think we just granted, I, I we haven't seen it without Porzingis. And I think Porzingis was a, um, a matchup issue for them as well. Um, Jaron Jackson gave poor, or I mean, poor Zingas used to give Jaron Jackson problems. Put him, so put, we him in, put him in prison, like yeah. Granted, we saw prison. it one time without poor Zingas. Was it one time or twice? We saw it once without poor Zingas, and we we, but it was you know circumstance. I think the Grizzly had some, you know, their fans are calling it some type of asterisk. Um, I don't remember if that was the game where it was. Um, they had played like. It was, it was like a, yeah, it was like it was a three game in Fortnite. They look like yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. So people are saying, oh, maybe they retired, but still, they still play the game, right. and we've seen it then, and it looked okay, but still, I need well, no, I need it, to see it, more. It, it, I like our matchup with them because I think it, we match up with them well. Yeah, it, it's not even like oh, we went three and one. We're the third best half court defense in NBA. I was about to say, wow, we are really on the same page. I was yeah. really about to say we match up well is because our half court defense can really stop their half court yeah. offense. Yeah. We're on the same page. Well, yeah, well, the, the, and, and just for them, like I'm about to say something that might be spicy. I won't be totally shocked if they lose to Minnesota either. Because I wouldn't be shocked either. I was thinking that I think it's unlikely, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, it's um because they are, I think they're the fourth or fifth best offense in the league, but literally most of that is off, like, offensive rebounds and fast break points, which that type of stuff usually gets. I don't know about the offensive rebound part, but I just, I, I don't see a team letting them get away with, as maybe Minnesota, but as they advance, I don't see a good team letting them get away with keeping both JJ, uh, Triple J and Steven Adams on the court at the same time. Honestly, and I might have a spicier take to piggyback off your take. What's up? For Minnesota to win, I think Pat Bev has to be the X factor and not even because of his play, but because of his leadership yeah. and what he brings as a vet. Because I feel like if, like you said, Grizzlies, I feel like, if 
you need a vet to like like I said Grizzlies can maybe bait Minnesota Minnesota is a young a relatively young team too and you know Cat's been in the league in a while but he hasn't really played playoff basketball a lot in the he's last time played, he played. He's I was about to say the last I'm time he's I played, lost he's money stunk. You know, Clint Capella had him in, you know, prison. And, you know, Stephen Adams. No, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. James Harden had him in prison. <laughs> not just Clint Capella. He could yeah. not post up James Harden. I, I remember yeah, but that. But he has gotten I better picked, since we can't. I picked, we can't. Him, I picked them to win that series. I vividly remember that series. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to hold young, you know, player him against him too much there. So I'm not going to hold that against him too much there. But still you know like you have Steven Adams who's not like you know Steven Adams is not locked down but he's not like he's a big body <laughs> he's a right. big body and I feel like if you have they can kind of maybe bait you into playing their style that running gunning you know they have Ant that's who's kind of twitchy I feel like if you have a Pat Bev who's a common presence who can really get them together I can see it <laughs> I can see it, but Pat Bev has to really um assert himself there because they're a young team I feel like you know because Grizzlies might be a better team but um Minnesota I feel like they're a bit more chaotic if that makes sense (laughs) that's the thing I uh it's weird the guy who I don't like plays exceptionally well against him D'Angelo Russell he be murdering them and it's just it's weird why it's them because that's not the type of team that it seems like he'd be good against, but um, Chris Vernon, I don't, he does the mismatch with KLC. He brought it up, and I went and looked, and I'm like, damn, why does he kill them? Like, he's not, that ain't the type of team that it seems like he would be good against, but apparently he is, so that won't shock me. Um, but I see why Mavs fans want to play them, and I am saying that uh, – you know, they might not beat Minnesota, and obviously we think we better than Minnesota. I just, they have such a volume of good players, and I'm just, John Morant in the paint against our bigs, is <clears throat> it's their biggest strength against our biggest weakness. And I think a good coach is going to figure out a way to exploit that. And I think they could do that. That would be easy for them. And as good, as great as Luka is, they have the wing defenders to where they might be slow him down, giving buckets, because they I think they wouldn't let Luca just. I don't think any team is gonna let Luca give him forty and win, right? Honestly, like, can I counter? I I but I think not to say I think we can neutralize Jaw. I think yes, a good coach can exploit that, but I think we have more counters to counter their um you know, exploitation with that, because I feel like if we commit, because we don't often do it, but if we, like, commit to a switch, Jaws not getting his game off in the paint like that. I agree, but I just, those dudes can shoot, those dudes can shoot, like, they can shoot, and I think he's, he's not an elite playmaker yet, but man, he, I think if you allow the others from Memphis to play four on three, because we trying to take Jaws away, I don't know, man. I don't but think that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to trap. You don't even have to trap the trap it. I think we're switchable enough. Even if Powell is playing, um, I I wouldn't love it, 
Yeah. But I doubt Memphis would go the jaw hunting Powell on switches route no. in an offense. You know what I'm saying? So as, as, as we found out this week, uh with my boy Bibbs getting off that Rudy propaganda. Rudy is the number one center in the NBA and switching on guards. Number three, Mr. Dwight Powell. Let's go. Exactly. So like they're not, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, I wouldn't want it you know, happening every single possession. I'm not saying, even though Dwight's third, it's not like you want it. But at the same time, I doubt Memphis would go with that strategy anyway. I just think, um, like I said, they're they're the 21st half-court offense for a reason. You know what I mean? And as much as Jaws missed time, Ja is still a part of that as well, too. And at the same time, I'll give him credit. It's not like I'm saying you know, the game slows down and he's completely useless. It's not, it's not like that. Um, I've seen him go get them a bucket when, you know, a bucket was needed, you know, in crunch time when the game slows down as well. But um, still, I just think, um, I just think thinking about some of the other stars that Ja would be the, probably the um, easiest to maybe neutralize. I can see it. I can see it. I, I just, man, I don't think they're going to be the cakewalk that we make them out to be. Obviously, they're better than the, especially in the playoff series in Phoenix. I just think a lot of us as a fan base, I think we disrespecting the basketball gods by assuming we would just watch them. And baby, that that slander, if they beat us, oh my gosh. If the Grizzlies send us home in the second round, oh my gosh, the agenda. The agenda, the Luca agenda, like is is gonna be in the dirt. We're gonna be fighting for our lives, man. Oh, we're gonna be fighting for our lives. So I don't even I don't even oh man, it'd be nasty, but if 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 it goes the other way, I mean we already feel Luca's clear job, but man, if they actually beat us, Ja could not even play that well, but man, we'd be getting packed up. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting either way. Either way. I just think, I don't know if I'm giving it too much credit. We'll see. And we'll see how he plays because he has to play like it as well. But I, f- I just feel like having the best player in a series should account for something as long as the teams aren't just like, just superbly like, you know, unbalanced where one team is clearly better than it's like a Phoenix situation. Hey, Luca would be the best player in that series but phoenix as a team is just so dominant and granted the grizzlies as a team is really damn good too but in they, still, they, I, they, they they their second best player isn't uh, doesn't impact the game the way chris ball does exactly like and it's, then, it's, it's not fair to do that they have exactly a, they, they have, we like have guys that can do something too, yeah. you know, and you're looking at Luca being the best player in the series, just flat out the best player in the series. I just think, I just think that accounts for, that will count for something. No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm, I'm in total agreement. Um, remove math fan bias aside. I would still bet money on us to beat them. I just think a lot of us, and there's even enough data around it. Like, you look at how good we are in half court. You look at how poor they are in half court. It's like, there's enough data there. Even the basketball nerds are probably going to pick us over them if we played each other in a series. 
I just don't think it's like a slam dunk. Like the way I feel about them, like I, I think we're going to pack up the Jazz. I do. I don't think it's going to be a sweep or anything like that, but I feel very confident. Like I did ask my have to delete my account if we lose to the Jazz in the first Listen, round because of how confident I am. I, I don't know what's going to happen because I've been talking so... Listen, you have you been. You have crossed over to like... like Dude, Nick brings the, brings up you talking about bring on the Mormons every time it gets brought up. Like you have crossed yeah. over with that. Yeah, so bring on the Mormons. <laughs> so I am so serious about it. So I am just going to hope. I at this point, like I said this game tonight does not matter. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme, granted, like I know it's vital for matchup purpose, but we'll play whoever we play at this point and i'm just i just want to say it has been i feel like i did this last year too where at the end of the season it was a good vibe even though we were playing clippers again and i was like oh my god all this it was still a good vibe at the end of the season because if you think about last year when we had that slow disappointing period it was way worse than this year's you know this year's just felt worse because we had more pressure on us since we had lost in postseason again. And it was like new coach. And it was like, it was, you know, JK was supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, supposed to be a bad coach and, you know, all this. And um, so it felt worse than it was. We were 16 and 18. Everyone was like, since the 16 and 18 start last year, we were like, what, nine? And we were like nine and 14. Yeah. We were nine and 14 yeah. at one point. And we came back all the way to be, you know, I guess it was the short season, all, all that. But we came to be okay, decent. Granted, I I always say we were a fake fifth seed. We're probably supposed to be a seventh seed. <laughs> um, yeah. But still, it was, we felt a gratitude. But this season, it's still like you're grateful for how it ended up. But it feels different. It feels better because, one, it was a better season. Um, and given the fact that... Um, we won more games, granted, we played more games, but we still won, you know, 50s and I the, the, the winning percentages are exactly the winning percentages up as well, too. And 50 is a nice number, we like hearing 50 could yeah. potentially be 52. Um, and that's great. And we, I feel like I know this is stupid to say because we were the 50, like on paper, you're gonna see 50, but I feel like this year we earned or what, whatever seed we end up three or four. I feel like we've we earned that seed. well no to me the reason why i want to win tonight so bad no matter what happens is like bruh we win tonight we have the we're going to be tied for the fourth or fifth best record in the entire nba yeah like that says something dog i don't care if we're the fourth seed in the west yeah because that's the west yeah you're looking at west versus east and east we'd be higher so yeah Yeah. like dog only three teams, maybe four teams. And if it is four teams, that fourth team, literally one game, one more, one more game. Like, dog, you have the fifth best record in the NBA. You did something. I don't care. Y'all can say it was all Luka. I, I will stand on the, that record. is not possible without Jalen Brunson and the crew and Dorian keeping the team afloat and going 500 when he missed the missed the games. I'll keep. Thank you. People I have been. Keep, I will keep running that to the ground because the other dude. I said that this morning too. I because I believe the same thing. I said it this morning 
and I mean, for the most part, I'm not saying people disagreed, but like people were still trying to push back and nitpick at it. I'm like, stop it. Like if you pull up the records of other people without their stars, the Grizzlies are an anomaly. So we're not talking about the Grizzlies. They're an outliers. Everyone else, they have about similar records, <laughs> just about, maybe even worse without their stars. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I looked it up. So the the Sixers weren't as good without Embiid as the Mavericks record, just pure record. The only MVP candidates that were uh, uh, have a better record without their star, like team, well, I say teams had a better record without them playing, was Ja and Book. And low-key, Book, I think the Suns went like six and four, so it wasn't like they set the world on fire. Exactly. So I don't, I, and, but when you know when people was crying well see y'all can't be overlooking the first team look at the record without him y'all keeping that same energy for the mvp that y'all say he should be in when the mavericks have a better record than the sixers and uh joker and all that I, i'm sorry don't get me on I, that's that's a hot button topic for me that i'll go on a rant about i'm tired of people talking about these dudes like they stink yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's just the point I'm trying to make, too. Like, they they helped. Like, Luca missed a lot of time, too. It's not like they went to, like, the way they're talking, you'd think they went, like, 2-10 and 10 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and they talk about them like they easily replace. They're fucking not, dog. If you watch a lot of teams in the NBA, like, that's what I'm saying. they are that's not why easily my replaceable. And it's got, got shit to do with being in love with these dudes. They're fucking good players. That's why I want them to play. It's not easy to go give dudes that do this shit every single night. Even yeah, if they I was have watching. Who was I watching? I was watching a game. Uh, it was just the other day, and I was just like, "Yeah, like I'm grateful for like adoring it, <laughs> like yeah. or like a, like a, you know Brunson or like a, you know even even Josh Green. Like I was watching some of the young players, and he's not. This I'm not saying he's like cream of crop but he was you know I'm, I'm very grateful for what he does for our team as far as contributing um for a young player so we have good players i'm not saying they're the best in the world that's the thing people can't um it's always extremes they can't find i'm in the middle area i'm asking people to join me in this middle area that's what i'm asking i'm not saying that I'm not saying just because i'm i'm saying they you shouldn't say that they stink i'm not saying that they're perfect or they're the best in the you know world at what they do i'm not saying all that i'm saying that there's middle ground here and i feel like we can talk about them and analyze the situation in a sense that can be a little more respectful to these other guys because this is borderline disrespectful the way how um they're being talked about um so i just think it can all be, I just think Luca is so great. We don't need to, because at the end of the day, it's about him and it's about propping him up to make, you know, his case against other people and his, you know, legacy, you know, That's in a sense, better than it, you know, not saying better than it is, but trying to make it as best as possible. I'm saying you don't need all that extra to, you know, show people how good Luca is. You don't need all that extra. Luca's gonna do that himself. So that, that, that's my thing. He's so good. You don't need to disrespect the dudes he played with the proper love. Like his greatness yeah. speaks on itself. Yeah, like, and it's crazy. Sorry to cut you off, but it's crazy too. Even in, in the good, 
some of the good feels backhanded. It's like um like when we're on great scoring runs instead of it being wow Mavericks like you're playing so well it's wow see what happens when dudes make you know shots off passes like oh my god <laughs> like why why do you have to say like that you know like why are you saying it like that <laughs> like i heard people i've heard people like the diminish like dorian's three-point shooting percentage because most of his three-point shots are wide open hey man newsflash motherfuckers don't make wide open shots at a high rate he ain't the only motherfucker to shoot a lot of wide open three well we had james johnson last year we should know that um yeah i guarantee i hate i hate this phrase so much but this is where i go back to like dog do y'all be watching these other teams because making wide open threes at a high level and also being able to play defense isn't like a given like there's plenty of dudes running around the court that don't make wide open threes, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. I, I'm that bothers me more. I, that's the thing I hate most about these uh, Mavs Twitter is the total disregard for the non Luca Mavericks within the context of the rest of the NBA. It pisses. It, it bothers me more than anything. It really does, and because these dudes aren't super great, and I'm not gonna lie and say that, but like somebody was in my mentions talking about Dwight, and I don't like Dwight Powell like that. I don't. I've, I'm not a Dwight fan. I'm Dwight Mucci. He's playing well now. God bless him. But the people that really believe that any big that can run and jump can do what Dwight does, dog. Like, come on, man, you telling on yourself. Don't come in my mentions with that fuck shit. Like, yeah. like that's, it's a skill. It's a skill. We, especially if you a Maverick fan for a long time, how many fucking bigs have we had that don't, couldn't catch and dunk? Going back to Eric Dampier. We just Dampier, had a couple. We just like, had a couple. Like, like, I'm talking, even, yeah, even going before Willie, I'm talking about going back to Eric Dampier and design a job. Just fucking being able to set a good pick and catch the ball and dunk under the basket it sounds simple but we've obviously had a long string of dudes that can't do it and other teams haven't having it as well like that shit is important it's Dwight is a good player and honestly if he never tore his Achilles he was properly paid and I didn't like Dwight Powell I didn't like that we re-signed him but he's properly paid like dog he made nine million dollars a year fucking the one of the i forget which plumley but the plumley brother that's in uh, oh, the, oh yeah the plumley brother um and is it mason? i forget is it, i forget i think mason's the one still in the league yeah. miles is the one out of the league yeah i just say the plumley brother i can't yeah, remember the plumley brother that's in the league makes <laughs> fucking eight million dollars and literally has never been as good as dwight powell what was is outside of when he first came back from the goddamn achilles uh tear Fucking Daniel Tice, who is a solid player, like he makes the same money as Dwight. And I think Dwight's better than him. I think Dwight's better than him too. It's when you put it in perspective like that too. It's true. Last year when he was recovering, he did not look like that guy, but he does look like that guy now. His contract yeah. is fine. His, yeah. Like for what he's producing now, especially to his contract. But, but there was so, even before he tore his Achilles, there was so much diminishing of what he was as a player. Because Rick Carlisle put him in fucking drop, put a six nine dude 
with borderline elite athleticism and short arms and drop coverage and told him to protect the paint like Rudy Gobert instead of having him blitz defenders yeah. and blitz uh, and, and switch. But that's, uh, I'm going to say my Rick Slander for the postseason, but that that's not, that didn't mean he wasn't good. That just means he was being used on not the right way. And the way y'all know how I feel about Jalen, like the fact people say like, yeah, the best path forward is to sign a trade for Jalen. I'm just like, baby, have y'all seen Spencer? Have y'all seen Spencer when he starts with Luca? Do y'all, like, I love Spencer. Spencer's my guy. Spencer's not a starter on a good team. He just ain't. Not a starter. He's a, that's he why I'm like, that's why when people, like, even if you give, J- I don't want to say give Jalen away, but if, if, if Jalen gets, you know, goes away in a sign-in trade, you are, you probably need another ball handler, a starting quality one. Because, yeah. like, yeah, Spencer's a, Spencer's a six man. He's a great six man. Best of the best. Yeah. Like, he's a six man. Yeah, it's like yeah. Clarkson. Clarkson's the best of the best. It's a six man, but you probably don't want Clarkson starting for you. No, he and this is the thing. Spencer been a Spencer just turned twenty nine. I'm a fan of his. I'm really, really the best situation for him is the best he's ever looked. When I fell in love with him was that Nets team that was fun and D'Angelo Russell made the All Star team, but Spencer was finishing fourth quarters for him. Because Spencer's clutch. That's one thing you can't take away from him. But like even now, like Spencer came here, had a really good first 10 game stretch. Go look at his last six games. That shit looked like Washington. Like mm. it, it's kind of showing you, like, hey dog, you can't. I love the dude, but this is why I wanted him because I knew he'd make like 16, 17, maybe 18 million dollars a year, which is good, but that's not my second best player money. Mm-hmm. And that's the spot he should be in. He should be like that dude off the bench and thinking Spencer can start over Jalen Brunson. Baby, you got Spencer ain't the option. He, he, I mean, Spencer ain't the Jalen Brunson replacement. If Jalen Brunson goes somewhere, we got to go get somebody better than him to replace mm-hmm. him. And yes, like who's giving you someone better than Jalen Brunson and paying him twenty million dollars? Like that's where what we what are we talking about here? Just say you don't like Jalen Brunson. Say that. Just say yeah, you don't think he's the only time that's happening is if. It's a really mega star deal. The last time I could think of something like that happening is um, with Brooklyn and Golden State when it was D'Lo and KD. Yeah. Because that technically was like a sign-in trade. Yeah. Um, but I, that was the last time. Like I said, that was a superstar picking is That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, hey, hey, hey. I don't know about the logistics of it. I don't know if Zach Levine going to stay in Chicago. Hey, I will drive Jalen to the... Uh, airport personally but i don't i gotta that's, see that's what happens the, that's, with the bulls that's the type of stuff that's gonna take you know what i'm saying yeah hmm yeah i'll have to see the reports but um, anyway we though we like an hour uh, we 40 50 minutes in and we ain't even got to the meat of the pod yet all right i was gonna say yeah i, I don't know where this fight is going but i mean since we kind of talked about defense a little bit in that whole barrage um should we go into our all defensive teams and then jump back um to wrap up the season yes so um i'll go first you want to do first team 
first or second team first? You want to do? Uh, let's do second team first. Um, okay. Way up. And I mean, yeah. Disclaimer: This was very hard for both of us. We damn near almost talked talked, you know, before the pod started about how hard it was to put these, you know, teams together. So. I just want to say good luck to the actual voters who have actual votes because if you're taking it seriously, because um, I know some people just put names, but if you're really taking it seriously, whew, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, uh, for me, it was hard. It was really hard because there's so many guys that I think are really good defenders and miss a lot of games. Just to, I guess, spoiler, but... Draymond's not on my team because he missed half the season. And for me, what's important when we talk about defensive player is I know it's defensive player of the year, but if you stink so bad at offense that you can't be on the court more than like 15, 20 minutes a night, you can't make my team, right? And also, if you missed uh, a lot of minutes, I missed a lot of games, you can't make my team. Defense is a effort and energy role. So like, yeah, you pre- if you didn't play half the season, you're going to be able to go all out in a way someone else didn't. So those two things really, really matter to me. Um, you know, how you can't, like, I, I look at, there's a guy who made my, my list that I didn't want to put here, but he played enough. But the only reason he made it is because other guys, I'm just going to keep it real, other dudes didn't play as many games or didn't play as many minutes as I think. But I I think it's really, really important that you are in a closing lineup because you're not a disaster offensively to make my all-defensive team. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It sounds like shade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shading anybody because two of the people. You sure? Two of the people that did make my second team, this somewhat applies to. Um, and it hurts my feelings to because I didn't put other people on here. And there's there's a rookie that I really want to put on here that I didn't. But especially over these dudes, because I like actually there's two rookies I didn't put on here that mm. I want to put. But I, I'll I'll just get to it. So my first guard on this, my Dwight's second team, all NBA. I went with Matisse Thibel. Um, I, I really, he's so impactful, like when he's on the court. He is. If you look at, like, on the ball defense, help defense, you look, if he's just the closest dude to the guy who's shooting, like, I think he has the most drastic impact next to Rudy Gobert on shooting percentage. Now, I don't, I didn't want to put him on here, I'm not going to lie, because he's such a bad offensive player that it's hard to keep him on the court as good as he is defensively. And I, I really didn't want to put him here, I'm not going to lie. But he, he made it, he played most of the season, and he is a great defender. So he, he, he got this, this guard slot. Uh, the other guard, same thing here. Um, I wanted to like kind of be fast and loose with the positions here. And I wanted to put Herb Jones in this spot. Mm. But I put Gary Payton a second because the Warriors Ooh. had the Warriors have had a good defense pretty much the whole season. 
And he's their best home ball defender. I know Draymond is their best defender. He would have been defensive player of the year. But and it's the same thing with him. Like he's he's only playing 20 minutes a night, but I don't think he's playing 20 minutes a night because he stinks. It's because they got Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. And there's just shit, there's not that many guard minutes to go out, go go out there. And I just think he's Man, I think Gary Payton II might be the best on ball defender in the NBA right now. And I know I think he's I know his there. knees cooked, but Lonzo, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we I I I hear you. I hear you, but that was he did it for like 30, 40 games. That's what I'm saying. I know he he too did it for 82 or 70 somehow, however many he played. There did make a significant missed not significant but he missed a good chunk too i believe he did he did he did i think he uh you're right you're right i just he played more than lonzo and i just think i i he be put dudes in prison i think he's responsible for a lot of keeping that warriors defense afloat and they you know they've actually started a nice little streak here lately and i i even though i wish they were losing and I just like what he brings to the table, even though I, same thing, I want to put Herb Jones here, but being on a top 10 defense, I didn't mention this earlier, being on a top 10 defense is important. And for my second team, there's a guy I really want to put here, but they fell to 12 and I just can't put them over a dude that was on the top five defense. So moving to my first forward on the second team, I'm putting Dorian, Finney Smith, Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll be honest. I ch- kind of cheated to put him in here. The reason why I put Dorian in here is uh, something I view defense like this is maybe more important to me than like anything is. It's not just guarding your man, right? Is do you make up for your teammates being mid defensively, right? And that's something that's like super important to me because let's let's be honest. I love Luca. I love Jalen. Them boys, they need help <laughs> a lot. Oh, yeah. They, they, oh, they yeah. need a lot of help. A lot of it. Yeah. They need a lot of help. And I look at Dorian and I look at like how many minutes he plays. And I I think if we're being honest with ourselves, Dorian isn't locked down when it comes to guarding his man, but he has to clean up and rotate and be like a weak side defender for Jalen and Luca a lot. And I think that's important. I think if you look at like the uh, defensive metrics when he doesn't play, like while he may not quote unquote be a lockdown defender, like he's kind of the, the heart of the defense. And I don't think, I just don't think this shit will work if he didn't play. And then at the same time, what he's done this year that I've literally never seen him do, he put fucking Sabonis in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, that game mattered. They were trying to win that game. Like, they dead ass were trying to win that game. I rewatched that game, like, three days ago. I'm like, hey, dog, he guarded him. Like, he couldn't score on him. He's fucking up. And it's like, when you start doing shit like that, he can't do it for a whole game. But with the money on the line, you can go sick him on somebody and they just don't score. It's like, all right, bro, what are we talking about now? He, you know, I, I, when people posted uh, <laughs> like that, uh, 
like Dorian was the closest defender to Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter and KD like went like one for five. I felt like that was gassing too much because we just double teaming the hell out of KD. Yeah. But, but still, that, was, that's, but still that point is still true. The point is still true. And like Dorian was just guarding him and KD was rushing his shots and then bitches was a brick. If he stunk, yeah, you know that it's Kevin Durant. You know, there was game in that fourth quarter, there was games where it was single coverage and Kevin Durant just missed. So I, I think Dorian deserved it. Um, more importantly, I think like no Dorian's never gonna be off the court in the fourth quarter. And Dorian's also literally played more minutes than everybody on the first or second team. That shit's important. You gotta be on the court. And when you're on the court, you having to play all the minutes. I think Dorian leads the Mavericks in minutes play per game. I don't even oh, think yeah. it's close actually. Yeah. Um even like per game, like not just volume of minutes because he didn't miss time, but like per minute. I think he's two or three minutes more per game than even Luca. So I, I, I just think that's important. That's why I think he deserved it. Um my second four spot is Rob Williams. Um I just think he him becoming who he was, them taking him off the ball and helping him be an absurd weak side defender is why their defense really took off the way it did. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was just something that's important to me, like I said, is it's not just can you guard your man, is are you cleaning up for your teammates' bullshit or are you helping your teammates? Are you just, even if your teammate guarding his man, are you impacting the defense? by you know off the ball and rob williams i mean this is just the case like he was all that he was a he was the i won't say he was the system but i don't know if it works the same way without him because no one else really can shot block i know some it was that weird shit where old man al was like leading the league in blocks for a minute but i think that's just because dudes was disrespected Al Horford is just trying to give him buckets. He wasn't like weak side shot blocking. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, finally, my second team, and I really I wanted to put Joel Embiid here because like this is the thing. I don't like Joel Embiid at all. Like I don't like him. I don't root for him. I don't I I don't hate him, but I don't like him. I don't like watching him play basketball. I don't. But that man's good, bro. He led the league in scoring, and he kept the Sixers as, like, a top-ten defense pretty much the whole season up until literally the, this last week of this year. And them dudes can't play defense outside of Thibault, and Thibault can't play offense. So I'm kind of cheating here with the definition of this award, but, like, Thibault being a good defender makes his job so much harder offensively. And let's be honest, Tobias Harris – would you say Tobias Harris is a mediocre defender or a poor defender? Because I'm going to say poor because he can't guard fours or threes. I'd say mediocre instead of poor because he, if I've seen him be okay. Yeah. He's really you, you're right. And that's the thing. I don't want to explain. We say mediocre. That, yeah, we'll go mediocre. Either way it goes. Tobias Harris has had to be on the court for offensive production. He's not a good defender. 
Tyrese Maxey, I feel I love Tyrese Maxey. He's a young player. Most young players don't play defense. But he's a disastrous defensive player. Uh, Seth Curry, we know, we know what that is defensively. James Harden, we know what that is defensively. And to still keep them boys as a top 10 defense for most of the season, I, I just think that deserved credit. But he didn't make it because Bam Adebayo made it because while he did miss games, I just feel like, dog, he just, they, like, if you look at it, the, the heat never fell off a cliff when he didn't play, but the defense wasn't the same when he didn't play. And I just think he's the, he's the spirit. Of, he, he would make that defense work on a high level against really good teams. And I just think he deserves it. I think Bam, Honestly, if he didn't miss games, he had a pretty good argument for defensive player of the year or first team, but he just missed the games. Um, he just just snuck into the the minimum for to make one of my teams. Um, so that's that's what I got for second team. Um, well, yeah, well, we have some of the same guys, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I would say your list is very fair, very fair. Um, in terms of my list for my second team, um, my guards, my I would say the first guard was easy. It was thiable. But the second guard was very hard, very, very hard for me to pick. And I mean, thiable, I won't get into the reasonings because you pretty much hit on it. Um, good defender. Um, might be slightly overrated, but that's a different conversation for another day. <laughs> um, but... He deserves to be on a team, so he's here. Um, for my second guard, ultimately, I went with Drew Holiday. Um, and I didn't want to put Drew here because, um, spoiler, Giannis, he's also here. But Giannis is on my second team. Yeah. I have Giannis on my second team here. Um, and I didn't – I think the books are outside the top ten, and I felt like a team outside the top ten does not deserve to have two. Um, but the guard spot is so hard. And the other guy I was considering was um DeJounte Murray, too. But like I said, the Spurs aren't really a great defensive team. So I didn't think DeJounte had a great, like, really case, other than I think he's leading the league in steals. Um still, but still outside of that, I don't think his case is particularly strong. Um, and the other one, and this one I'm strongly considering replacing Drew with, but I haven't decided. And right now I'm leaning Drew. Um, and I didn't want to manipulate the voting like this, but like I said, this was very hard to do. But I was thinking of also putting Tatum here. <laughs> Tatum is eligible at guard. I was thinking of putting Tatum here. And spoiler, Tatum is not my first name either. Yeah. I was thinking of putting Tatum here. Um, but the reason why I'm leaning no is because another spoiler, I have Rob Williams here. That's my Let's go. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil too much, but the Celtics would have a lot of representatives if I were to put, you know, Tatum here. So, but still, if, if he deserves it, he deserves it. So it's either Tatum or Drew. I'm thinking of putting here. But right now I'm leaning Drew, so I'll just leave it at that. So Thibault, Drew for my guards. My forwards already said two of them, Giannis and Rob Williams. Um, well, actually, no, Dorian Finney-Smith is my second forward technically, and Rob Williams is my center. Um, so yeah, Giannis and Dorian Finney-Smith. Don't need to say much about Giannis. I know people are probably confused about why he's not on my first team, but um, 
I gave first team to people who were on better defensive teams and were, I won't say just as dominant, but were um, very important for their teams defensively. And I know if you look at on and off numbers for Giannis defensively, it's like crazy. I know that, but still, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not trying to punish Giannis for playing with like a Bobby Portis, you know, next to him in the front court. But at the same time, I feel like it's not more so punishing Giannis, it's just rewarding other players who have, who are very important to good defensive teams. You know what I mean? I think uh, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, so um, that's why. I mean, we'll get to the first team when we get to it. But Giannis, we all know Giannis is a very dominant defender, um, very well um, worthy of a first team, you know, selection too. But um, I have him here, and yeah, not much I can say about Giannis there. Rob, um, for Dorian Finney Smith, for. Reasons you said this might be of you know Homer pick two if people I don't care I do not care. <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith is getting a spot on my you know list. The end of the day because I feel like like you said the Mavericks everyone I mean granted the defense has slipped a little bit um but still the everyone was trying to figure out how the Mavericks became such a you know dominant defensive team and it starts with the entire team but guys like Dorian Finney-Smith and like you said he has played a lot of the games like a lot of people say Maxine might be the most important defender or the better defender on the Mavs Maxine playing in these games like Dorian is playing in these games and I've seen us have yeah and I was about to say I've seen us have dominant games or I won't say dominant but I've seen us have really good defensive games with Maxine on the bench so He's not the end. He's very important. I'm not diminishing that, but he's not the end all be all to, to the defense. Um, and I think Dorian, and I know people say, well, Reggie is just as important on the wings. And he is. I've said it. Reggie's a big part of what we do defensively. But Dorian, like I said, he's the heart and soul of this team. Like you said, he's the heart and soul of the defense. So I think he should be rewarded for the season that he has had and the versatility with which he has played defense. So that's that. And Rob Williams, he's just very dominant, like you said, as an off-ball um, defender. So that's, yeah, that's my team. Yeah, I think uh, I think Reggie's a better man. Reggie is better on the ball for, like, one through threes than mm-hmm. Dorian is. But Reggie can't, Reggie can't guard DeMontis Sabonis, right? And Reggie isn't providing anything weak side. Like, yeah. Reggie's yeah. just guarding his man really well. And that's it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Dorian is more of a... Dorian's a better team defender. There we go. There we go. But, yeah, so, I mean, moving on to the first team. I mean, I guess I could just say my first team. We're doing it flipped. but um. My first, my for my guards, I had Smart and Bridges. Um, I and the funny thing is, I didn't even fact check it because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be wrong, um, and have to change it. And I could very well be wrong, but I don't care. I didn't fact check if uh, Mikhail could be voted in as guard, but oh yeah, I didn't I check didn't it either because I did it. I, I yeah, I did it, and I don't really care. So, so yeah. Smart and Bridges were my guards. Um. And even if he wasn't eligible, it's like 
what Mikhail Bridges guards a lot of guards. <laughs> like he's on a lot of guards. So it's like, come on, man. But yeah, so smart bridges don't have to say anything about smart. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, he wasn't in my top three, but he's a candidate. Um, and he's I think he's like the favorite to win it at books. So I don't know what's gonna happen, but we don't have to say too much about smart. We all know his reputation by now. Um, Mikhail Bridges. Um, I know his off off his on and off numbers are weird. With the defense, how it says the Suns are a better defensive team with him off, but that's a that's a case where I I am trusting the eye test over the numbers, and the eye test tells me <laughs> that he's a very good defender, and he's very important to what the Suns do on defense. So that's all I want to say. Um, for my forwards, I had Jaren Jackson Jr. Of course, he was my pick for defensive player of the year, so he was going to be on my first team. And I have, oh, actually, I just told a lie. He was my runner-up. Bam was my pick for defensive player of the year. Um, so Bam deserves a spot on my um, first team. Jaron Jackson was my runner-up, so he deserved that spot. Like I said in the previous episode when we picked, or was it the previous episode? No, the episode before that when we picked um, or, you know, awards. Um, I said about Jaron that he was just, he, was a defensive anchor for the Grizzlies this year. Um, blocked a lot of shots. Um, and it wasn't just blocking shots. It was very switchable. Um, you know, that's was one of his characteristics anyway. Um, but he just had a great season on defense, Jaren did. Um, so he deserves a spot in the first team. Bam. Like we said, um, he held it down for the Heat, um, too, when he played, came back healthy. And he is just a ridiculous defender, just a ridiculous defender. Um, and for my first team center, I did have Gobert just because, um, you know, we know Gobert by now. People want to, you know, discredit what he does. But at the end of the day, he is a top 10 defense all to himself. And he's think, one of the best defensive players of all time. And I don't like the guy like that. Yes, I think, um, he deserves the respect there to be on, um, first team. Um, so yeah, and I did not, um, before talking about notable snubs, because they're a lot, did not have like the Tatum pseudo. I don't have Tatum. If I'm sticking with Drew, I don't have Tatum, um, which would be a little bit of a snub. Um, Embiid, argue that's a snub. We're talking about the, the Cavs guys, our Twin Towers, um, um, in Cleveland. That's a bit, um, you could make the case for Mobley and Jared Allen, but in, in the end, they missed some games even though some dudes on my list miss a lot of games but they were like you know not the lineup and I just wanted to give other dudes um those spots because like I said it's really splitting splitting hairs at this point because um I wish there was a third team um but and I feel like it's to the point where I I was saying I was happy that I don't have a vote but it feels so unfair because it's like there are some dudes that deserve to be rewarded for the seasons that they have had, but because of, you know, NBA politics um, as a big reason as to why there can't be a third team. And I say NBA politics, I'm assuming that the main reason why there can't be a third team for all defensive teams is money reasons, um, contract incentives, you know, stuff like that. Um, and because it, it cannot be, I feel like the league is too talented now. It can't be to the point where there won't be enough players for a third team. Because 
I can make a third team right now <laughs> and it would be yeah pretty easily and it would be people you know worthy of a third team selection so I just think um it's 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 hard this this is going to be very hard for the voters because there's going to be snubs and they're going to be guys that get snubbed who probably deserve to be rewarded for the defensive seasons um, they were having so you know it's just unfortunate but that's just how shit goes too in the sports world um tough decisions have to be made and we attempted to do that so um (laughs) those that's my um first team list how about yours yeah it's almost identical i have smart and michael as uh my guards um i got Giannis as my first team four i got jaron as my second uh second first team forward um and then i got rudy as my first team center um there was a uh how can i explain this there's a there's a dude i follow his name is nate jones he uh he's like a i guess analyst commentator and he uh he's like dame lillard and he does those moves he helped found that move insults company with Dame Lillard and a couple other dudes that's in the league. And he was on a podcast with, uh, who was he with? Man, I forget who he was with. I think it was a ringer pod. It might've been KLC. I don't remember, but he said something that stuck with me. That's really, really profound about NBA defense. He says, and it was talking about Rudy Gobert. And I've always felt this way about Rudy, even though I don't quote unquote like him, but it's applicable to Rudy and it's applicable to a lot of players in the league. He says like, when we watch football, the general public watches football. Like I didn't play offensive linemen. Most of the average people on the planet can't speak to like what the past set was, like what, you know, was it, is it a zone? blocking scheme or some of that nature because that's just very technical stuff with football and you almost have to have played it or coached on a high level to be able to view a play and know exactly what that what you saw at a glance with that and when it comes to NBA defense because we all play basketball you know and even if you played in high school for the most part you either play the zone or you just guard your man and then when we play as a casually, we go to the rec or we go to the park, you guard your man. And that's how we've, that's how we understand defense. But on the NBA, it's so much more complicated than that. And it's such a higher level than that. But we as fans don't know that. So we assume we know what we're talking about. And it really made me kind of like reevaluate. Cause I watch a lot of basketball. We, we basketball nerds. It's shit. That's my only pastime outside of my sons and my wife. I'm usually watching basketball. And, um, even for someone that watches as much basketball as I do, as I do, I think that needs to be, that's something that I think fans need to take away. Like y'all don't like when it comes to like Rudy Gobert and a lot of other, uh, centers and just defense in general i don't think people understand what it like i I even heard pat bev say it like why is rudy gobert the best defensive player when he don't guard the best player and it's like my boy he's the system it's not just it's not just 
do you guard your man well? Defense with, with screens and everything else, like not to be funny, but isolation man on ball defense is very, very important. But defense, offensive schemes are so advanced, like they just set a screen. Like that's very important, but that's why you got to have, you just can't be one guy that can guard your man and be responsible for like a Rudy Gobert turning a team full of bad defenders into a, a top 10 defense year in and year out because you should, they just screen you. you. All you can do is guard that one man. Well, you could be the best in the league at it, but if that's all you can do defensively, your defensive impact isn't going to compare to like a Rudy Gobert. And I think as fans, the way we talk about Rudy and other defensive players, that's why Dorian made my team. It's like, it's not just he guards his man, it's his help, it's his weak side, shot blocking. It's he already know <laughs> what Jalen and Luca are going to do when they man get mm-hmm. past him, and he's already making that rotation. And he's and talking to them, telling them he's making that rotation and then telling everybody else where works. they need to be next. <laughs> exactly. And this is where, and let me be clear, I'm not a coach. I'm a dude with a day job. But I think the way we talk about defense has to be deeper than he guards his man well. Like, it just has to be. And it has to also be deeper than he block. He has a lot of block shots, so he's a good rim protector or he's a good defender. Like, because there's guys that hunt block shots and be out of position. Shout out to Hassan Whiteside. Um, oh, brother. He's the king of that. Yeah, he is. And it's like, bro, I don't know if he's a, he, like, as a starter. I mean, I'll just say it. Hassan Whiteside was putting up 15 and 13 for a playoff team and was on a vet minimum, vet minimum the next year. Like, these dudes ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? I think he was, like, second or third in the league in black shots. Like, 15 and 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Portland, right? Yeah, yeah in Portland. Second or third in the league in black shots. And was on a vet minimum next year. Um, like. I'm sorry, I would take Andre Drummond as a backup center, but if he's starting for you, your defense stinks. Your defense mm-hmm. stinks. He he does the, instead of hunting block shots, he kind of hunts rebounds, and mm-hmm. he's out of position defensively a lot. And I think Brooklyn's going to lose in the first round. And uh, it's going to be you a lot. You see going on in the East? Yeah. For, for, um... There, it's like a, it's a whole bunch of I I don't even um remember off the top of my head with the full um it, it's so complicated I just was it's like, so I'm complicated but out tomorrow night yeah tomorrow and people night. all I know is a bunch of people are out for um like a lot of these games too and I think the Celtics is a good shot there's a good shot that they might um get up to two so we might see a Celtics Brooklyn rematch, same yeah. same two seven, but yeah. this time Celtics are the two, yeah. and Brooklyn is the seven. And at that point, granted, Rob Williams, I need to see if he's. I I don't think they said he'd be back. No, he's not going to be back. If he he, he I like the Celtics chance. Yeah, I like the Celtics chance. Granted, I still do, but I like their chances more with Rob Williams against the Brooklyn. Um, but I don't know, man. Brooklyn might be shaking in their boots a little bit, and then Philly might drop to four and play the Raptors. 
Oh my god! And then and if Thibel can play, and I don't mm, listen, <laughs> or at least he can't play in the games in, in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. I so, I oof. Mm-hmm. James Harden folding like a cheap chair ass. Like I can't think of a worse team for him to play than Toronto because they're gonna make him work for every bucket. All of oh, them he's, athletic. Oh, he's gonna be so. It's gonna be. It, listen, if they lose in that series, James Harden will be one of the most slandered stars we have ever seen because his numbers are gonna be disgusting. Let me say let me say this. I I want somebody to listen to this to DM me. I have if you I have twenty dollars that it's kind of not fair because I'm giving it's even odds and I'm getting two players. Jalen Brunson or Spencer Dinwiddie will have will average more points in the first round of the playoffs than James Harden. I, I feel that confident in how bad James Harden is going to fold. And I, jail owners, one of them dudes is going to cook. One of them. It might and, not be both, but it's going to be one. Sorry to cut you off, but this is related because we just talked about it. But Shams just tweeted that um, Ben Simmons. Simmons might um, back. I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I'm during the first right round. Now. So back to what, like, I mean, I'm not going to walk by my take that I just said about Celtics and Brooklyn, but Ben Simmons come, coming back to make that interesting because even if he's not – um, he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in, like, a year um, and, like, one full season, but just if he, if he can defend, just that alone. Yeah, he, yeah, he ain't got to do nothing but play defense, and mm-hmm. that'll give him a shot. They, and pass. They play oh, defense yeah, and pass. pass. Because their <laughs> defense is so bad. Like, they got Andre mm-hmm. Drummond and Seth Curry. And they still might lose, even with Ben Simmons coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still might, but he, I think he, if he's even okay, decent, I think they have a better shot. Yeah, but I'm just going to say, like, I I hate to sound like the old dude that defense matters, defense matters. But, dog, if the Brooklyn Nets don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals because they can't stop anybody, especially if they lose in the first round, and there's a lot of Mavs fans talking about how we need stars and these dudes ain't that good. And I'm gonna be like, dog, a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving lost in the first round or lost in the second round. Because, and we all act like, you know, I love, you know, we ride, I ride with Seth Curry. I like Seth Curry. He's a role player. Mm, yeah. I like Andre Drummond as a backup, but he's a backup. And those are going to be the dudes that were around. I mean, let's let's keep it real. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant might be better than Luca. You know, he's one of the two or three dudes. I mean, I don't think you have to say might. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kevin Durant's one of the two or three dudes where I'm like, you know, he I think he's better than him. And he got Kyrie Irving, who however you feel about him with the Vax stuff, is cold. Mm-hmm. And all that star power, they still lose. And these Mavericks make the second round. Boy, y'all, man, dude, y'all, boy. Oh, boy. They just say that what what they'll say is that just means that Luke is better than Katie and Luke and Katie is like, you man. 
saying? That's why I said, but this is why I want to do that bet with James Harden because I know James Harden is about to fold and I had somebody in my mentions telling me Joe B couldn't be MVP because he had James Harden. And I'm like, boy, that man about to put on an all-time fold clinic. Oh, he's about to put on an all-time fold clinic. They play Toronto. Like, it's going to be masterful. Oh, it's going to be masterful. Because he's going to either, them wings, he's either seen OG. Okay, he's going to see Scotty Barnes. He's going to see OG. He's going to see Siakam. Even when he was trying to, he was trying to switch out in the game that they just, he was trying to switch out to Precious. And Precious was giving him problems because Precious is kind of switchable. He's done. Even, 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 like, here's the other thing. He don't really go on the block like that no more. And exactly. the only person he could go on the block with is uh is Fred. Fred. And Fred's a fucking low. Like you gotta shoot the shoot ball, get to yeah. your spot and shoot over him. And that ain't really that ain't really James game no more. Martin's not doing that, yeah. Yeah, so it's like because that step back three is struggling right now, and that's all he has against these like wings. Because he's and even if he gets by them, he can't finish like that no more. So and they're gonna contest the shot. That's one thing about the wings. Like even if you get by them, they're contest. They're gonna recover to do some uh, sort of contest. So James is cooked. He's cooked. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for this series. I'm hoping for it. And even if you know, Joel does some insane backpacking, he's going it, to, and they're still gonna lose. It, yeah, and even if they do win off the that's just gonna show Embiid's greatness. That would be more for Embiid's legacy yeah. than anything else because Harden's not gonna help. And <laughs> this Harden's is why this is why I picked Joel as my MVP because he's been stuck with one-way dudes the entire season and he led the league in scoring. And had to be an anchor on defense. That's so fucking hard. And I hate the guy. I well, I don't hate him, but I don't like his game. But to do that, and this is why Giannis, this is why I hold Giannis. I, I think I pick Giannis as my defensive player of the year. It's just like, bro, being having to anchor a defense and lead your team in scoring, that shit's special, bro. It's just different. It's just different. It's just, it's so, and this is why, like, I don't put Luka as the MVP this year. It's because he ain't the defensive anchor. Like, the, these, the two dudes I mm-hmm. just mentioned are giving you damn near, if not better, offensive production, and they having to do shit defensively. Luka just don't got to do. Luka just got to guard his man and rotate solidly. Yeah, he, pretty like, much. He ain't really... He ain't got the responsibilities them boys got defensively, even in Joker too, for that matter. That's why, God, it feels like I'll be shitting on Luca a lot. I don't. It's just, bro, it's, he don't get asked to do what other guys have get asked to do. He don't defensively. He just don't. You can make the argument that other dudes get asked to, they don't have to do what he has to do offensively, but... I dig high with the Spencer Dinwiddie arrival. I disagree. I think he want to do that shit, but I don't want to. That's a whole nother tangent. I don't want to get into right now. Um, man. So we wrapped up defensive player of the year. Do you want to wrap it up? You got anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, sir. Yeah, this was um a very chaotic episode. <laughs> Low key, our last two episodes have been, but. Oh, I, I don't even yeah. think I told you, but our last episode is the most listened to one ever. So apparently people like it. 
Yeah, so, I mean, enjoy another very chaotic um, episode. We were all over the place, but We yeah. actually, it was sad, we actually had a, uh, we had, like, a template. It just never works. Yeah, yeah it just didn't work out, yeah. <laughs> like that, but it is what it is. Yeah. And um, before I forget, I meant to plug it at the beginning of the show, but um, we're going to try to have a next pot out, um, before you know game one of the playoffs but you can if you want to hear more of my thoughts and potentially Dwight's if he you know decides to join his face as well but um hoopstresses um we are it's a just a group of black women creating hoop content we're having our first um kind of introductory spaces on monday we're going to talk about the playing game the WNBA draft just a whole bunch of you know, hoop related stuff so if you want more um definitely join that space it would be dope so yeah before i forget just to plug that oh no we we gotta plug it i'll put it i'll definitely put it in the show notes i followed the uh i followed the account yes i follow the account uh it's at hoop man i don't get hold on i got twitter up hold on hold on add hoopstresses yeah, I don't think hoopstress is, is in the uh, dictionary, so I'm going to spell it's, it out. It's in the basketball dictionary. <laughs> so that's at H-O-O-P-S-T-R-E-S-S-E-S. Y'all follow, support, do it. Uh, actually, I'm not in the office tomorrow, so I work from home. So, yes, I will be on that joker. And, uh yeah, man, we got to support. We got to support our women. We got to support the ladies. We got to support black women. But all, like, I know a few of the young ladies that are doing it with SJ. We got Nat. Um, gosh, um, that, she's a Nets fan. I really, really Malika? like her. Malika, yes. I really like her. Um, there, there's, I mean, throw women out, throw anything out. Those, those are just really, really smart basketball minds. So, um, that y'all got to listen to them. It's, it's, it's talking about the game on a high level. Um, it, it's not just the emotional stuff. Like, oh, I, I Jay, uh, Luca got to get out the first round. Like, it, it ain't that stuff. We talking about the game. They talk about the game on a high level. Now, I've never listened to them, obviously, all together, but I've listened to them all separately in their own individual spaces. And it's a lot, it's a lot of smart you a lot of smart women so it's dope i'm excited i'm actually excited about that awesome. well, thank you I'm so um anyway that's it we're gonna wrap it up we will probably we get in the pot out probably friday or saturday because the playoffs are gonna start our first game is gonna be saturday or sunday so we want it to be timely we want to give our predictions for this playoff season so once again, we thank y'all for listening. Um, I mentioned it before. Our last episode was the most listened to one ever, which is I'm a little nervous. I'm a little raising my eyebrow because of the joke I put in the title with the Dwight Power. But either way it goes, we thank y'all for listening. No matter how you came across the pod, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, we will holler at y'all again Friday. Peace. <laughs>